0: Is brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use
1: a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked off Malaya one time.
2: Some spices. Yesaka.
3: and tonight on Joy News Prime, near chaos in Parliament as sponsors of the anti-LGBTQ. blood. A plus bill are angry over delays on their bill, which has been stuck at a consideration stage for months.
4: The thing is that this is not the first time this is happening. It's not the second time. This is the third time the speaker has given such an instruction, and it has been disregarded in his absence. We need to understand from the majority side what their issues with the bill are.
3: Our shake up in Parliament's committee leadership as Sarah Safo is made deputy ranking on the powerful constitutional and legal affairs committee farooq ali mahama now heads the government assurance committee uh, the consultations intensify in the search for a running mate to partner dr mahmoud Baumia, in the much anticipated 2024 general elections as he seeks time extension from the second highest decision-making body of the party to name his choice
5: cause his elections was done on the fourth of November, 2023. He needs a bit of time to continue with his consultation before he brings the proposed name for running mate to National Council.
3: There is more no, as the MPP postpones parliamentary primaries for certain MPs. Meanwhile, campaigns have been banned until nominations are
5: opened. The date for the sitting members of parliament primaries be varied from 20th January to 27th January.
3: Also, Human Rights Court judge clashed with the office of the special prosecutor saying, quote, you don't tell us what to do Unquote. At 8pm, I'll hand over to um, Emma Davis to bring you Prime Business.
6: Chairs of MTN Ghana expected to receive a major boost following the Appointments of his new CEO.
7: And uh, we expect a positive impact on the MTN stock. So MTN is one of um, the stocks with the largest shareholding uh, in the country. We expect the market to uh, uh, react
3: to this. Razak well, Musbah joins at 8.30
8: with Prime Sports. Well, our players are driving big cars and building houses. That board member of to Folk, Vincent, but they tell you as he reject claims of poor player welfare at
9: the club. House of for players who have not traveled abroad before are building houses. Uh our building houses, they, they, they are buying cars, the players are well paid. We look at their welfare. Details.
3: Here, this is your home of independent, fearless, incredible journalism. Please stay with us for details.
10: Join News Prime
0: headlines was brought to you. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time.
6: Some spices,
2: yes, sir.
3: Our sponsors of the controversial anti-gay bill are furious over the lack of action on their bill. A the private member's bill, sponsored by Ningo Pram Pram MP, Sam George, has been stuck at a consideration stage for months without action. Tonight, just before Parliament will adjourn for the day, Sam George was on his feet to let his concerns known. by this, the Deputy Speaker adjourned the House, throwing the House into near chaos. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante has, has the rest of the story.
11: There was near chaos in Parliament today when Sam George raised the matter of the controversial anti-gay bill in the House. He wanted that bill to be taken. That bill has been on the order paper for quite some time now and there's been no action. It is currently at the consideration stage where it will be taken clause by clause and amendments proposed will be dealt with. According to Sam George, the Speaker of Parliament had made clear indication that that bill must be taken today.
4: If you are not opposed to it, Mr. Speaker... We are here. The Speaker himself indicated when he was handing over to the first Deputy Speaker that we should take the bill. He is going to meet some guests and return to the House to complete the the amendments on it. This is something that will take us one hour for three weeks. What is the problem of this August House with dealing with this bill which matters to the Ghanaian people? Mr. Speaker, I want to know if there is a problem with us taking this bill once and for all. If there is no problem, let's take it. We've taken other bills with four people sitting Honorable in the chamber. Honorable
11: Sam George. However, the Deputy Majority Whip, Lady Al-Hassan, said there was enough time before Parliament would take a break to deal with these matters. The Speaker of Parliament ruled that because the chairman of the committee was not on the floor at the time this issue was raised, he was going to adjourn sitting to the next day.
10: The committee chair is not available. And the directive is that we end with the questions. That is the agreement. And we engage and the agreement is we end on questions and we continue tomorrow. We have the whole day tomorrow. We have a whole day tomorrow for other businesses. How long does it
12: take? Less than an hour will be done with the budget, my dear. All the proposed amendments here are in the name of the chairman. All the proposed amendments here are in the name of the chairman.
11: All right? The chairman is not in the
13: house. I'll bring proceedings
11: to a close... There was near chaos, like I told you,
4: when MPs on both sides exchanged words, even when the Speaker had a gen house. Our frustration is that this is not the first time this is happening. It's not the second time. This is the third time the Speaker has given such an instruction and it has been disregarded in his absence. We need to understand from the majority side what their issues with the bill are. We need to understand with those who take the chair when the Speaker gives the instruction, what the opposition to the bill is. We are very well aware of people in leadership on the majority side who are reaching out to sponsors of the bill, asking us to step down the bill. Is that why the majority side is fighting against the bill? The excuse given today that the chairman of the committee is not in the chamber so we can't take the amendment is alien to the practice of this House. Those who have gone and gotten influenced by persons who have interest in the LGBTQ should return whatever influence they have collected. Because we will fight and the next time we address the media, I will mention names. I've been impressed upon today by my co-sponsors not to mention names. And it's out of respect for them that I'm not mentioning names. But if they continue this behavior of frustrating the bill, how can this bill spend almost three years? This bill was introduced in 2021. The Speaker of Parliament, they want to disgrace the Speaker. Because if you remember, at the beginning of this year, the Speaker promised Ghanaians that before the end of this year, we will pass the bill. This is calculated to undermine the authority of the right honorable Speaker. This is calculated to disgrace the right honorable Speaker. And we will not tolerate it. We will not allow this to happen. This is the last time we would accept this kind of behavior. And Ghanaians should take notes. The Christian community... The Muslim community, the African traditional religion religious worshippers, the National House of Chiefs who have supported this bill must take note of the actions of persons on the floor of the house who are seeking to filibuster and slow down the move of this bill. But this bill is a moving train. And for those who think that they can stand in this way, we will crash you. We will crash you in your primaries in February. We will come into your constituencies.
11: Parliament has barely a month to deal with some of these issues before it goes on Christmas break. Some George and sponsors of this bill are concerned that if this business is not taken urgently, they may not be able to deal with this before Parliament goes on break. He's accusing the majority side of having a sinister plot to block this business from being down on the floor of the House. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra.
3: Now talk about a politician with nine lives and you will not be far from it. Well, Dom Kobenya MP, Sarah Adosafu, who has been under fire for being absent from Parliament nearly a year now, has been made a deputy chair of the powerful Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee. Parliament, uh, Okai Central MP uh, Patrick Boma is the new ranking member on the Subsidiary Legislation Committee and Yendi MP, Farouk Ali takes over from Asokwa MP Patricia Apiaje, as chair of the Government Assurance Committee. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwatsanti joins us with details. Kwe Kwe first, why has this change become necessary? Uh, was any explanation offered?
11: If you look at the committee report, some of the persons who prior to this day where seven um, chairperson of the committee have been appointed as ministers of state. For instance, if you look at the Gender, Children and Social Protection Committee, Mm -hmm. the the chairperson of that committee is now the deputy minister for Gender, Children and Social Protection. Plus, it's one year to election. The New Patriotic Party feels the need to reject its leadership to be able to meet the necessities of the time going into the 2024 elections. There are real interesting names that are on the list of these committee chairpersons that have been done. Of course, there are a few members on both sides who have been moved around. But if you look at, in terms of the real details, it is the NPP side which have done a lot of re-digging to its leadership on these committees.
3: Okay. Run us through the new committee leadership.
11: So, Bruce, let's start from the Constitutional Parliamentary Legal Affairs Committee. That, was, that, is, that is what you are seeing on your screen now. Kwame Numedu entry has always been the committee chairperson. She now has, he now has a new vice-chair in the person of Sarah Adwasafo, the, the member of parliament for John Kabrina MP. Her story is out there for everyone to know. She was absent from, from parliament for almost a year, and the NPP MPs were indeed insistent that Sarah Adwasafo must lose her seat. It appears they've backed down on that, and she's been given a new, very, very important, and very powerful position in parliament. Uh, Adwasafo first now the vice chair of that committee. If you look at the Works and Housing Committee, Isaac Kwame Isiyama is the chair. He has always been the chair since the start of this eighth parliament. But he has a new vice chair now in the person of Alfred Obin Watin, the former chair, the former CEO of the of the boss of Bost, and he is now the vice chair of the, the, that committee. The Foreign Affairs Committee is now to be chaired by Andy Apia Kubi. And for those of you who don't know Andy Apia Kubi, Andy Apia Kubi is the lead voice in the majority side that called for the dismissal of Kenufuriata. and it appears. He was almost on his way out of parliament because there are people who have suggested that he will get a serious primary challenge and will lose his seat. It appears he's getting more promotion within the caucus. He's now the chairperson of the very, very important and influential Foreign Affairs Committee. His new, the, 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 the 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 vice chair now is Dr. Dixon Ademakugisi, who is also a new person on there. If you look at the Employment, Social Welfare and State Enterprises Committee, the chairperson used to be the late MP for Kumewu. And because he has passed on, there's that, that, that need, urgent need to get a new person to chair. And Eugene Gwatienshi, also one of the vociferous voices within the majority who called for Keno Fuyate's head, he's now also getting a raise, he's going to the Employment, Social Welfare, and State Enterprises Committee. Also a very influential committee. And the, chair, the, the vice chair is Samuel Eric Sinabaka, who has always been the vice of that committee. If you look at the Youth, Sports and Culture Committee, Kwekua Jini Mwatienshi has always been the chair. He has a new deputy in the person of Benam John Jabba. He look at the subsidiary legislation committee. One of the only committees in parliament that is chaired by the opposition. And the ranking member, that is the, minority, the majority spokesperson on subsidiary legislation now, is Patrick Yabuama, mp for Kankui Central. He's facing some tough contests in the constituency going against Baba Sadek, and Baba Sadek is bowing to take him out. And he's getting this important position to elevate his profile. And Nelson Treme is going to partner him on that committee, these are the two people. The government assurance committee it used to be chaired by the minority, but now it is chaired by the majority. What they do is to monitor assurances that are made by ministers on the floor of the house, track that those assurances are actually delivered. That will now be chaired by one of the first rising members of parliament on the NPP majority side, Farouk Ali Muhammad, the son of former vice president aladi Ali Muhammad. He is now going to chair this government assurance committee up until today. He was the acting chair on the Gender, Children and Social Protection Committee. He has a new race, a very influential position on Government Assurance Committee. And Javio baligi is going to be his deputy on that committee. And then finally, the Gender and Children Committee will now be chaired by Patricia Peje. Patricia Peje, until today, until this committee committee uh, reconstitution, was the chairperson of the Government Assurances Committee. We were recently on a trip with her. She's now going to chair the Gender and Children Committee and be deputized by, he, she should be deputized by Chelsea Champon on that gender and children committee briefs. Mm.
3: Now, last week we saw a furious of Safo across the Majority Chief Web about these changes. Do we know if she's happy with where she's in place now?
11: Well, I can confirm that Zajwa Safo will be very, very pleased with where she is now. Mm. Last week, when the decision was made to reconstitute the committees, Zajwa Safo was not given any leadership position. She was not a chair, she was not a vice chair. She rose up from her feet, went to Frank Arnold, where the majority chief accosted him and was asking him questions, why he had been put on certain committees, why he had been taken from certain committees. She was really furious on the day. He had to take some NPP senior MPs, who went to her to try and explain things to her, try and calm her down. But now it mm-hmm. appears she's gotten what she wants, the very powerful committee, one of the very powerful committees in parliament, it's a constitutional, legal, and parliamentary effect. Probably, if you take away the, the Finance Committee of the House, it's one of the very influential committees. They have a lot of work to do because of the number of bills and legal instruments that Parliament has had to deal with. And I just, yeah. it's happy with this. The minority MPs are mumbling around that this is an MP you wanted out. This is an MP you wanted to be dismissed from Parliament, and now she's back in leadership. Like you said, I just, seem to have nine lives
3: or probably more. Mm. All right. Uh, now... We 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 know that the majority leader and the speaker Alban Bagwell uh, have clashed over Sarah Adjua. let's watch what they, um, you know um, happened between the two.
14: Mr. Speaker,
15: by way of conclusion, you said the house will go through the um, recommendations of the committee in order to make a determination. I'll refer you to what you said, that uh, the house will not go through honorable the majority leader, my ruling is not subject to debate.
16: You can, you, can, you can
15: say you disagree with me, yes, and you know
16: what to do. simple, you cannot go and be quoting. My ruling and trying to uh, state
15: your position on that. That definitely is not allowed by our rules. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, you have read
16: your ruling, which I consider very. Yes, yes, you will not listen to me. You are not listening to me. I've the
15: patience to listen to you. You must also listen to
2: me.
15: Mr. Speaker, you have made a ruling, which I totally disagree
2: with.
3: I... Now, still in Parliament, Minister for Roads and Highways, Kwesi Amakwata says his ministry did not mistreat persons with disability who were formerly employed to man road tolls across the country. Some of these former workers picketed the roads ministry to demand that they be reassigned just as a finance minister promised. In 2021, when the rotos were abolished but were rounded up by the police and detained. In a statement in Parliament, MP for Boosa South, Dr. Clementa Park described the treatment of the former workers as unfair, demanding the Parliament holds the government to its promise.
15: Thursday, November 15th, 2023, while we were here in this chamber for the presentation of the 2024 budget by the Finance Minister. 15 toll booth workers with disabilities were picked up by the Ghana Police Service on the premises of the Ministry of Roads and Highways. Mr. Speaker, this rather unfortunate incident follows the announcement made by the Minister of Roads and Highways exactly two years ago, declaring the cessation of road tolls on our highways, to be replaced by the e-levy, regrettably, the toll workers, including those with disabilities, were immediately instructed to go home without any proper arrangements for their welfare, despite assurances of reinstatement and continued salary payments.
17: At Jury University, we see you striving to work harder and go further. That's why we provide you with the tools you need to get there, like offering a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program. So you can do your coursework anytime, anywhere, and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.
18: Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for
19: anyone in your life,
18: especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want, finally. And now every day this season, unlock 20% off your total when you get any small, medium, or large Frosty in the Wendy's app. So order something from your own wish list this year.
8: Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's with app offer and registration applies to menu items only, taxes and fees excluded.
20: A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy. Almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo. And ours, too. Now that we're covered with progressive, dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out. (laughs) Sorry, what was I talking about?
19: Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
15: For the past two years, these toll-booth workers with disabilities have been grappling with unemployment, leading to severe consequences, such as homelessness, and the inability to afford basic necessities. The plight has been exacerbated by the lack of concrete plans to address the challenges posed by the sudden cessation of toll collection. They settled in the car park, and after waiting for the minister, three police cars drove in, and they were shortly circled by officers. They were picked up for assault and unlawful demonstration after a short interrogation and were sent to the Accra Central MTU. Having been detained for a few hours, they were released after they were made to write caution statements. This situation not only violates the dignity and well-being of persons with disability, but also infringes upon the Persons with Disability Act 2006, Act 715. The United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities and the African Protocol on Persons with Disabilities. I therefore wish to ask for your personal intervention and that of this House to help resolve this outstanding matter on behalf of the Tollbook Workers with Disabilities.
3: Well, the Minister for Roads and Highways, wish, Kresia in response to the statement that the workers were not treated and that government is continuously working to meet the promise made to them.
12: very subject matter has come to my attention, my attention. Uh, what is being presented by my honorable colleague appears to be completely different from what was reported to me. I want to put it on record that my ministry has done nothing wrong. I want to put it on record that the government of President Akufuado continues to, to, to deal with all disabled persons in this country with, with great concern and great touch. It may even not be wrong, From now, there will be a clear statement on how disabled persons generally in this country are going to be looked after. It will not be long at all from now because I am privy to the discussions currently going on and not even limited to those who had the privilege to work in our tobos. But I must also put it on record that all those who had privilege to work in the toll booths you know, were were treated in accordance with the the dictates of the the, uh, the, the 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 contract that related to their employment. So, if anybody says that the, the the disabled people were shabbly, you know treated and that they were not taken care of and they were not paid. It was not true. The government was even magnanimous. They were paid. They, they, they were paid even two months extra up to the end of 31st December 2021.
3: But Minority chief web Governs, Kwame Agboja, says government is failing in its responsibility to take care of these persons with a disability. Find out who who reported our compatriots to the police to be
21: arrested. Is it somebody from your ministry? Because I don't see how somebody could cause arrest of somebody in my house. If the house actually belongs to me. So maybe the minister should find out. Is this somebody from your ministry that caused the police to come to your ministry to arrest those people. And secondly, uh, 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 Mr. Speaker, the minister is saying that they have paid the retour workers. The promise made by the finance minister was not about paying their severance pay. He said we will reassign them. Fortunately, they are only asking government to fulfill the promise of reassigning them so they can earn a living and look after their, their families. So minister, you are running away from the question. When are you going to reassign these people that you promised, your government promised Then, Mr. Speaker, let us be careful. If people who are less able or people with disability take up the responsibility to look for work, got a job, and you unilaterally decide to take away that job and say you give them alternative job, it is a moral duty to fulfill that. In fact, Mr. Speaker, I'm told the number of them that are disabled are less than 100 if you cannot as a country prioritize to take care of disabled people who are already in in employment because you don't have money it is a problem mr speaker i don't believe the government does not have money or positions to reassign these people you can retrain them and put them somewhere who had a cost to remind government to do the right thing maybe if they listen to you mr speaker wouldn't have been here. so i sympathize with our colleagues i hope they have all been released Uh, without charge, and minister, the next time you see or you hear disabled people are in your ministry and they've been arrested, find out and actually punish, punish anyone who actually caused their their arrest because they are no criminals. They are citizens you promised job and have failed. If anybody needs to be punished, it is those who actually took their job and promised them alternative job who have failed to give them their job. They ought to be punished not those people who are victims. Punishing victims in this country is a moral thing that we must all reflect on. Mr. Speaker, with these few words, I sympathise with the disabled people who have been arrested at the road ministry. We believe they are just pursuing their rights, just as the rights of those whose bonds have been seized and later released. They are just pursuing their rights under this, uh, this constitution.
3: Uh, there are fears that the country could experience doomso so during Christmas, <clears throat> sorry, if government fails to settle debts owed to independent power producers and other players in the energy sector value chain. This week, one of the IPPs, Sonan Asogli, threatened to shut down its plant citing the delays in payment from the Electricity Company of Ghana for power supplied, as well as the unproductive engagement to find an amicable solution to the situation. Isaac Kofi Ajay is a data analyst with our research desk here. I join you and he joins me live in studio with more. Kofi,
22: what do we know? So you spoke about Sonana Sogli, which mm. is one of the biggest you know, producers of thermal energy here in Ghana. <clears throat> so I want us to look at what we have on the smart wall right now, which mm. is Ghana, our nationally stored capacity, which is around over 5,000 mm-hmm. uh, uh, know, megawatts. megawatts. And then if you break this down, we are looking at four categories. So the power that we get from the hydro power plants and then also from the thermal you know power plants. We have about four dams. Okay. You know, Pong, Akosombo, Bobui and others, yeah. then 14 thermal plants where we have Sonana Sogli, um, Axel and all of those people in there, then we have okay. other re- renewable sources. So in total, we are talking about five thousand, over five thousand megawatts. And the hydro, the, the thermal parts is important because they have about 60, more than 68 percent of the installed capacity, almost nationwide. 69 69%, 69% percent, if it, you put it that way. Followed by hydro, it's around 20. So, even if you combine a bui and all of those people, the kind of power they produce, you cannot compare it to what the thermal plants actually produce. That's why they are very, very important. We need to take this matter very serious. Now, let's look at the next slide, which gives you a proper pictorial view of what we are talking about. Now, with the thermal generation, we have these three big producers or three big plants. So we are talking about Sonana Sogli, which produces about you know 560 megawatts, it's about 10.28 percent of the national you know grade or the national installed capacity. That's very significant, just one. You know, thermal plants producing more than ten percent of the electricity that we consume here in Ghana. Carpa, you know, produces something four hundred seventy, around eight point six two percent. Axa, about you know three hundred and uh, you know seventy six point. You, you look at it and you see how important. Just even the big three, if you sum them, we are looking as more, close to you know forty or let's say even thirty yeah. yeah. percent in terms so, of so, the, the national So, uh, so, national so this will capacity. be around 24 point, uh, let's say around 26. Yeah, exactly, 26, yeah. almost 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's important. And you, 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 per sources, you know how much, you know, government is mm-hmm. even owing more than, mm-hmm. I think, somewhere around 24 million Ghana cities, right? Mm-hmm. And they want this money to be paid we know that the IPPs have been called to the you know, negotiation table to mm-hmm. come for a haircut in terms of the debt restructuring. Mm-hmm. They've told government that, look, find ways and means to deal with this problem. Mm-hmm. Go back to the, the, you know, the cash waterfall mechanism and pay us our money if mm-hmm. we are not ready for any form of you know, haircut or debt mm-hmm. restructuring. And so it is a, The last time mm-hmm. anything went into the cash waterfall was in June this year. Yeah, June this year. That and that's, that's more than mm-hmm. close to six months. Yeah. Okay? And so if you look at it, if these big guys decide that they are not going to produce power anymore, you see how dangerous this will be and probably will be visiting dooms so or if the situation is not resolved and we have any of these three big guys deciding that they will shut down. Okay.
3: Well, uh, that's Isaac Kofia Jada. Joining us with some answers uh, is a Deputy Minister of Energy, Andrew Ajapa Mesa, Grateful to you, Honorable, for joining us here. Why is the government still owing these companies when ECG collects revenues for power sold? And even after a directive from the president, after a meeting at the presidency, that these debts must be paid?
1: Well, let me say good evening to your church. You know, and,
3: uh,
1: it's interesting the angle you, know, you put it. Uh, of course, the fact that the ICPs are owed. Uh, it's not in doubt, uh, it's never been shrouded in any secrecy. Uh, you recall that in 2018 thereabouts, uh, the government actually floated bonds to pay down the debt that we owed to the IPPs. Uh, that, in itself, tells you that all the debt that was paid. Yet, ECG through the cashwater formula, which was introduced, I believe, in 2019, okay, to due the energy sector debt, have been making payments, uh, except that ECG is unable to collect all the revenue that is due them. In any the, uh, the fact of the matter is, even if ECG was collecting all the revenue that is due them, you know as a matter of fact that there are take-or-pay obligations and excess capacity within the system that is not factored in the tariff mechanism. So there will always be a shortfall that uh, would require government to make an intervention. Uh, in the most recent budget that was read, the finance minister indicated the amount of money that government has spent in the energy sector space to keep the light on. That is not to say there are no debts. And uh, I've been part of discussions with the IPPs me, uh, with respect to some legacy debt payments that is owed them some uh, payment plans that government has proposed to them. There's been back and forth negotiations, at least so, uh, April or March, OK? Uh, last weekend, <laughs> during the public holiday, uh, we had meetings with two of them concluded to a large extent the discussions. Uh, some of the others are still uh, in the works, uh, and, and of course, uh, surprisingly, we saw the statement which was later redrawn with respect to the demonstrable strike, uh, if you like, the suspension of their services that they put out.
23: Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can assure
1: the uh, U.S. that um, the suggestion that we're going to from power outages over the Christmas period is not borne out by the fact on the ground we've had uh, substantial discussions with these IPPs and uh, my expectation is that we'll close out with mm-hmm. them uh government is going to structure a repayment plan uh, which uh, has significantly been agreed mm. in july is current on agreed invoices that it's agreed with them and they, they are being paid there uh, consistently over the period
3: okay. okay now as part of the IMF conditionality, <coughs> it was agreed that uh, soes such as gmpc vr and ganagas should be be, be paid promptly if that's not the case As we are aware that payment from cash waterfall and ESRP has stopped since June, what is the ministry doing about it to ensure that these SOEs are paid what is due?
1: Well, um, the the SOEs are being paid, uh, except that uh, uh, how much they get is a function of uh, how much ECG collects per month. The revised cash waterfall mechanism uh, assumed some 1 billion collections per month. Uh, ECG was able to do at least one or two months and subsequently, they've been unable to uh, collect as much, okay? Uh, also, because we put in a tiered system, whereas the private app IPPs have been put in tier one, and every month if you has to pay them, I believe, $43 million equivalent, okay? Whatever that is left out of whatever is collected that is distributed across uh, their state-owned IPPs, uh, some commitment on the part of the of finance to pop up. Uh, but they still working progress. We're fine-tuning the entire water for mechanism. And as soon as that is done, uh, I believe that uh, everybody in the value chain will be paid some money to enable them to keep their operations uh, 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 going.
3: Okay. Grateful to you uh, for joining us. Uh japa is Deputy Minister of Energy. This is the only prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but still to come here on Joe News Prime, the finance minister is predicting that if we're able to construct the uh, national, um, uh, you know, facility to praise God, Ghana will turn into Jerusalem. <laughs>
17: like becoming an entrepreneur aside academics is never going to be possible when you're in school.
6: Mainly because we feel that we are young and we
17: don't have the resources and the guts to be one.
6: But if you believe in yourself and you have the passion to become an entrepreneur, then you already are.
0: Staying ahead in a highly competitive environment requires applying creativity and innovation to every aspect of your journey to becoming an entrepreneur.
10: Presently, entrepreneurship is driven by creativity and innovation
6: to attain business objectives. The
20: explosion in technology, business, entrepreneurship and consumption in this new era is as a result of the ongoing application of innovation.
0: Milton Bell once said, if opportunity doesn't knock, build a door.
20: So, if you are
6: ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you.
15: Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur
24: to become an entrepreneur. For over two decades, the Ghana Club 100 Awards, powered by GIPC, has honoured Corporate Ghana for their immense contribution to the country's economy. It's been a story of splendour and prestige, as top 100 businesses are ranked for the outstanding performances in multiple sectors. It's time to celebrate corporate excellence once again, at the 20th edition of the Ghana Club 100 Awards. Join us at the Grand Arena Accra on December 8th at 6pm prompt. Purchase a standard ticket for 1,000 Ghana cities and 2,000 cities via IP by simply dialing star three six five star two one zero zero hash tickets partner COBA this event is sponsored by the KGL group B5 Plus Ecom Ghana Engine Ghana Total Energies ERA Group Enterprise Group Zondatech Eris Properties West Coast Gas Ghana Limited Federated Commodities Republic Bank FBN Bank Glyco Ghana Tourism Authority National Lottery Authority MNG Pharmaceuticals Yango Ghana Gas VFS Global Ghana Free Zones Authority. State Interest and Governance Authority, SIGA, Ministry of Finance, Delta Airlines, Stratcon Energy, Margins ID Group, Ronor Motors, Rankin Partner, KPMG, Beverage Partners, Sageiers, Afro Beverages, Sahara Soles, Blue Nan, Pernod Ricard, Keyhawk Distilleries, Special Ice, Media Partners. Ghana Club 100, celebrating Ghana's business leaders.
25: Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma,
0: I need my school fees emergency. Ma, the shop money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm ready, Emergency.
18: Now, there's a new emergency number in town.
16: dial star 770 hash for all your money
5: emergencies and dial star 770 hash
4: for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money loans and other banking needs Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank
9: Daddy, daddy oh, this tank is big
26: yes that's true
9: can store a lot of water. That's
26: so true.
9: Wow. It has a working surface like it. hmm
19: That's so true.
9: I can see S, I, N, T, E, extended.
13: That is so true, my daughter.
9: Well, it falls on, it to spoil.
13: That's not true.
9: But why? Wow. Hey. hey. Get tough.
17: We are the university with 26 years of excellence in education now in Ghana. We are both the University, offering degree programs in health information management, software engineering, network security, and computer forensics. Admission is in progress with up to 50% scholarships for the first 150 students. Locate us at East Ligon near ANC Mall, Call 0302-523782 or WhatsApp 020-9904714 for more details. Both the University via
3: Welcome back from the break. Now, you're abusing your powers. You have no appellate jurisdiction of the high court. If you disagree with the decisions of the court, head to the court of appeal and challenge it. These were the words of the presiding judge of a human rights court, Justice Nicholas Mensa Abodakbi, as he strike out uh, portions of the OSP's affidavit that sought to scandalize the court. This was after the dispos- depositions made by the OSP in its affidavit in answer to a human rights action filed by former secretary to the dissolved inter-ministerial committee on illegal mining, Charles Cromwell Nana Bean BC Richard Kojonyako of our legal desk has more in his report. The court on Wednesday
0: indicated that the Office of the Special Prosecutor is abusing its power with a posture that suggests it has appellate jurisdiction over the High Court. Presiding Judge Justice Mesa Aguadapi took issues with paragraphs 21, 22 and 23 of the OSP's affidavit in answer, where the OSP claims Charles Bisiu... This led the court into granting an ex-party interim injunction against the Office of the Special Prosecutor on the 15th of June 2023, restraining the OSP from enforcing a non-existent arrest warrant. The Office of the Special Prosecutor in the affidavit stated that it is regrettable that although no court warrant ever issued or existed, the court firmly handed down an order of interim injunction against the first respondent, that is the OSP, on an ex-party application. To restrain the OSP from discharging its statutory functions for a period of ten days. The affidavit of the OSP further contains that he best noting that a copy of the alleged warrant was never exhibited to the ex party application, but the applicant had to bear the brunt of the judicial order all the same. Justice Agba asked the prosecutor from the Office of the Special Prosecutor, said Ansong, whether the Office of the Special Prosecutor had read the four judgments. He further asked the OSP whether it was his belief that the court did not have a mind of its own. Justice Agbadakui expressed his unhappiness with the posture of the Office of the Special Prosecutor, describing it as scandalous. Justice Agbadakui told the OSP, You cannot remonstrate and castigate the court over decisions it has made. He told the OSP, You have no appellate jurisdiction over the High Court. If you disagree with the ruling of the court, you go to the Court of Appeal and appeal. You are abusing your powers. You cannot castigate me, the judge. You haven't seen the decision of the court yet. Justice Agbodapi, after hearing the parties on Wednesday, directed lawyers of the applicant Charles bsu the OSP, and the Attorney General to file their written submissions before the next session while state attorneys from the AG's office, who were assigned the case to represent the Kanashi District Court, are to file their affidavit in answer before the next dates. The trial has been set for the 15th of January, 2024. Reporting from the court complex, my name is Richard Kwejinyakun for Joy News.
3: Now the search for who partners MPP flag bearer, Dr in the 2024 general elections has intensified as he begs for more time from the National Executive Committee and the National Council to allow him to settle an appropriate choice. Article 133 of the MPP constitution stipulates that a party's presidential candidate shall nominate a running mate 12 months before the general election. However, the National Council may be lenient with the requirement under special circumstances. Lenient um, and addressing the media, General Secretary Justin Frimpon Kodia said the decision to allow Dr. Baumia ample time to settle on his running mate is in line with the party's constitutional provisions. There's more in this
5: report. In the emergency meeting, it was agreed by NEC, which is in charge of parliamentary primaries of our party that the date for the sitting members of parliament primaries be varied from 20th January to 27th January. So the new date for the elections at where the party have members of parliament will be on the 27th of January 2024. So kindly take notice of that. Aside that to in line with our constitution, particularly reference to Article 13.3.2, and I'll read. The vice presidential candidate shall be a known and active member of at least five years and shall be nominated by a presidential candidate at least 12 months before general elections when the party is not in government or the president is not the candidate the national council may however dispense with this requirement under special circumstances from interpretation of this article it presupposes that today should have been the day that our leader of the party and our presidential candidate should have presented his running mate to national council. But however, upon request from the presidential candidate that because his elections was done on the 4th of November 2023, he needs a bit of time to continue with his consultation before he brings the proposed name for running mate to national council.
3: Uh, even though first-year students have started reporting to schools, some of their colleagues are yet to arrive due to issues with their school placements. My colleague, Kenneth Jesse, invested a nut Hall here in Accra where students who are not placed in any school and those who are placed in schools far off from them are being given the opportunity to choose schools available.
13: How many first-year S.H.S. students have already reported to school? Others have been accompanied by their parents to the nut Hall in hopes of getting their school placement issues resolved. Some parents say the awards chose the schools they were given on their blind side, And the long distance of those schools will be a big challenge for them. He got it,
4: but it's far from where I stay. Uh, I'm in Kasua. But he stay at uh, the school in uh, Dunquanofin. It's far from my place as a pensioner. How can I take my child from Kasua far to Dunquanofin? I can not go and visit him. So that is why I'm
13: here. Others didn't get schools at all, probably owing to the grades they had.
4: Oh, I'm just here to change
18: uh, schools for my daughter.
13: Was mm. here.
17: Hello, saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today.
25: Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.
10: Aggregate? Uh,
25: 34. With aggregate 34,
13: are you sure that she's going to get a school that she wants?
10: I'm sure. I'm sure. Because people are even more than that. They go to school that they want. Some, some even get 40 and they go to school. Well, I'm sure.
13: Deputy Coordinator of SHS, Nana Afra Mensa tells me that the priority is given to students who did not get
20: schools at all. We are paying more attention to students who have not gotten placements at all, but those who have gotten schools and they want to change, we will look at those and then if the issue is very pertinent, that is where we will change it back. For now, the attention is on those who have not gotten in schools at all.
13: After going through the processes required of them, the parents and guardians are advised to go home and will be called to come back at a later date. Reporting for Joy News, my name is Kenneth Jesse from the Nutt Hall. <laughs>
0: Why stress? Drink Kalipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advert. Get involved and vote in the district level elections to choose assembly members and unit committee members.
27: The Electoral Commission of Ghana is calling on all Ghanaians to vote in the upcoming district-level elections on Tuesday, 19 December 2023, from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., to elect new members to the various district assemblies and unit committees in the electoral areas in all polling stations around the country. The ballot paper for the district assembly elections will bear the names of your electoral area and candidates with their photographs. As a voter, you have to select only one candidate. You then go for the ballot paper for the unit committee elections, which also bears the names of the units and candidates with their photographs. And voters are to select only five candidates. Participate actively in selecting your local representative to the various metropolitan, municipal, and district assemblies. Remember, district assembly and unit committee members are your agents for development. So go to your polling stations and vote on Tuesday, 19 December 2023.
0: Get involved! Your vote is your future.
4: GoTV has something free for every customer. Because there's a new way to enjoy your favorite entertainment at no extra cost. You can now take your TV with you wherever you go. Whatever you're doing.
25: Whenever you want, even
27: on the go, it's as easy as one, two, three. Make sure your GoTV subscription is up to date. Download the new GoTV Stream app from your app
4: store and sign into your GoTV account to get going. Watch on your TV, laptop, tablet, or phone. Watch TV anywhere with GoTV Stream.
3: investment limited it's hey, so welcome back let's talk about showbiz and jackie is here jackie are here there's a and you
17: joined in the news. Yeah, okay. the finance minister has been sharing his opinion. Okay. Now, um, talking about tourism, the finance minister, Ken Oforiata, is making a strong case for the building of the National Cathedral, insisting it will promote religious tourism. Well, he was speaking at a function in Accra, where an investments company based in South Africa called Guma Group signed an agreement with the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture to help in the development of the tourism sector. My colleague Kwame Dazi has more.
0: Tourism has an enormous potential to be a big money earner for Africa with the right investment. At the Labadi Beach Hotel in Accra, stakeholders gathered to encourage investment in the tourism sector. The finance minister, Keno had a bright idea. He wants African countries to invest
22: in religious tourism. But even as we look at something like the cathedral, that has economic benefits uh, beyond what we see. Um, both in Israel and the Hajj,
28: um, they realize about six
22: to eight billion dollars a year. In Africa, we have some 600 million people um, who are Christians. So imagine Ghana as a new Jerusalem and these 600 million people floating through, $3,000 a spent and it's a very different reality.
0: The special guest Robert Gumede, who is the chairman of the Guma Group in South Africa, said his company was ready to invest in Ghana's tourism. So
5: from a tourist minister, we are here to hold hands with you. We will hit the ground running, we will invest our hard-earned monies. We do not want money from you, Minister. We will invest our money. We will work with you in some of your facilities that we can convert, modernize, make them relevant, and we'll work with you to bring tourists into the country.
0: So, what do you think? Is religious tourism the way to go? Kwame Dazi, Joy News.
29: Well, is religious
17: tourism the way to go, Kajo?
3: New Jerusalem it is.
17: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, adaptive clothing refers to specially designed apparel catering to individuals facing challenges in dressing themselves, whether due to age, disability, or limited mobility. It is a concept that that has been given less attention in many parts of the world, but this is gradually changing. This was the focus of the 28th graduating court of the JACCD Design Institute. During the ceremony in Accra, the graduating students showcased, among other things, their attire specifically designed for persons with disabilities who, in turn, rocked them on the runway. President of the JACCD Design Institute Africa, Joyce Abibio, explained the rationale behind the decision to dwell on adaptive clothing.
20: I would like us to look at the differently abled people a lot differently than we have. I want uh, people to know that there is an easier way of dressing them.
17: Something that gives them confidence in themselves. They're able to take care of themselves. They don't need somebody else to come and dress them and all that. So once you understand the challenges, then you figure out what to do with the challenge that they have. The fashion icon with nearly three decades of experience urged upcoming entrepreneurs to stay true to themselves. Stay focused.
11: That's the most important
17: thing.
20: If you set up something, don't give up. Just stay focused. Step at a time you get there
17: the event we saw the graduation of over 50 students was on the theme art and design a catalyst for diversity and inclusiveness
2: mm-hmm. well how are you
17: from that um could you yesterday remember we were talking about gram p arriving in ghana yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah. i saw him today here. Yeah.
17: Oh you did I did. Did yes. you take a picture of him?
3: I didn't because I was, I was on my way somewhere so I couldn't.
17: Okay, um, well, um, he is on a wild media tour to interact with his fans, but um, today he talked about the fact that um, he is looking forward to getting married to um, three other wives. Oh yes. Wow yes. And he also talked he also showcased his musical dexterity.
2: Wow yeah. Grand grand eh ah you want marry for four women you want
20: to marry four women pour dire je
0: it's <laughs> not the one says that. It's his father who says that.
20: Your father says
17: you should marry four women. That. Oh, he's a Muslim. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so, as a Muslim, he's supposed to marry four. Uh-huh. But he will marry how many? As he said, four. You married the
20: four. How do you feel about that? You do see
11: elle, elle dit quoi? Là,
22: j'espère. Comment, comment est-ce que tu te sens quand il dit ça?
11: No,
20: non no, no, non, non. Non. Dès qu'il veut prendre notre femme, j'quitte la relation.
22: If he does, you that, you should leave. I leave the relationship. No. Africa. no. Grampi, uh-huh. are you scared of losing
7: her? So tap, she... t-
14: t- no, no, no. Well, P says he's not scared of losing the oh. girlfriend. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. I mean, I saw them
14: in person. But, but you, you heard
3: the voice too, right? I did, I did. Now, the ladies... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did. All right. Um, so that's Grand P and the, the, the wife, huh? The girlfriend. Yeah. The girlfriend, yeah, yeah. yeah, on a tour. Uh, I saw them today personally. You can also do so when you come by a uh, joy of here Well, that's how we wrap up. There's more news on my jointline.com. Happiness is prime business with Amar Davis. Good evening.
27: In life, you sometimes seem to be cruising along. But just when you least expect it,
23: things could go horribly wrong.
13: Leave nothing to chance. Let Glyco Group help you achieve your goals with customized solutions for life and general insurance, healthcare
22: and finance. Like her, we cushion you for life.
4: Customer, customer, customer,
5: customer,
4: customer, Ah, customer, customer, customer,
0: customer, customer, customer,
14: customer, Me Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, And then I give a kick out yet to i We're
4: I'm at you.
24: Ready. Ready. One of our daily lucky winners, Dial star Star nine four six has to play now, or you can also play online at www.gameparkgames.com. Game part is regulated by the National Lottery Authority.
10: Do you know that unforeseen medical emergency? can drain your savings
2: in the tough times.
10: And as medical expenses increase by the day, why not pass that on to us at AIDS Medical Insurance? Simply get a health insurance plan from AIDS and enjoy a whole year of not worrying about hikes in medical expenses. AIDS Medical Insurance, the new phase of healthcare financing in Ghana.
24: For over two decades, the Ghana Club 100 Awards, powered by GIPC, has honored corporates Ghana for their immense contribution to the country's economy. It's been a story of splendor and prestige, as top 100 businesses are ranked for the outstanding performances in multiple sectors. It's time to celebrate corporate excellence once again, at the 20th edition of the Ghana Club 100 Awards. Join us at the Grand Arena Accra on December 8th at 6pm prompt. Purchase a standard ticket for 1,000 Ghana cities and 2,000 cities via by simply dialing star three six five star two one zero zero hash. Tickets partner COBA. This event is sponsored by the KGL group B5 plus Ecom Ghana engine Ghana total energies Era group enterprise group Zondatech Eris properties West Coast gas Ghana limited federated commodities Republic bank FBN bank Glyco Ghana tourism authority national lottery authority MNG pharmaceuticals Yango Ghana gas VFS global Ghana free zones Authority. State Interest and governance Authority, SIGA, Ministry of Finance, Delta Airlines, Stratcon Energy, Margins ID Group, Renault Motors, Rankin Partner, KPMG, Beverage Partners, Say Cheers, Afro Beverages, Sahara Soles, Blue Nan, Bernard Ricard, Keyhawk Distilleries, Special Ice, Media Partners. Ghana Club 100, celebrating Ghana's business leaders.
6: Welcome to German Ozone Medical Center, the pioneer of ozone therapy clinics in Ghana and West Africa. If
22: you are dealing with conditions like diabetes, diabetic ulcers, stroke, arthritis, bodily or skeletal pain, viral infections, and more, we invite you to explore the advanced complementary therapy. We discover your true self through our facial micro need sauna
27: for detoxification you forth the radiant glow you've always dreamed of.
6: For exceptional dental health solutions, we offer services such as Digital Hollywood Zikonia Smile, clear aligner treatment, implants and digital dentistry. At the German Ozone Medical Center, our dedicated and friendly team of professionals are committed in providing you with unique and top-notch dental experience. Call us on 55 24 222
17: Two
4: two or zero five five zero two five two 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 two. Give, and it shall be given unto you. A good measure, mm-hmm. pressed down, shaking together, and mm-hmm. running over, will be poured into your
3: lap. For the measure you use, it shall be measured unto you.
15: Luke six thirty-eight.
6: Thou shalt not beat around the bush. If it's tell you want, ask, and it shall be given to you.
22: Life is sweeter when you give from the heart. Fruitally, the all-natural fruit juice. This advert is
19: FD. For decades, we have helped businesses connect with their trade partners all over the globe. From Ghana to Burkina Faso, Cote d'Ivoire, Benin, Togo, Senegal, China, Morocco, France, Netherlands, and many other countries. We have made it possible to bring Ghana to the world. We have brought small and medium businesses closer to their customers across the regions in Ghana with our SME support facilities. We have brought relief and smiles to the faces of families with our employee personal loans. With our cutting-edge technology and digital support, we take the burden of complex thinking off you, making life simple. That is who we are, as close as a partner bank of africa we are indeed the african bank with the global reach
0: the business segment is brought to you by ecobank
12: the pan-african bank it's time
0: you switch to bell pack today
6: Welcome to Prime Business with me, Emma Davis. A look at our stories. Shares of MTN Ghana on the stock market is expected to receive a major boost following the appointment of Stephen Blewett as the new chief executive officer of MTN Ghana. According to some market watchers, the wealth of experience by the new CEO cannot be overemphasized in maintaining the dominance of the telecom firm in the capital market. Reacting to the development, head of trading at Republic S- Securities, Patrick Edemagama said this latest change will send a positive signal to the market.
7: This is uh, very positive news, and uh, we expect a positive impact on the MTN stock. Um, Mr. Salomon Aribo has left uh, um, a legacy that needs to be championed by the new CEO. So, MTN one of um, the stocks with the largest. In in the country, we expect the market to uh, uh, react to this. Well, it's going to be positive because you know with this level of um, uh, companies or corporate governance happening, changes in corporate governance uh, of this nature bring positive news to the market because the market is expecting nothing less than the impact Telkom has uh, uh, given to MTN and the group, and the fact that. uh, is not also leaving empty and totally to a competitor, but, uh, but it's more like a leadership uh, restructure. Uh, there will be that supervisory or advisory role that will be playing over the country.
22: And um, Patrick, do you see the appointment of uh, Stephen um, as a strategic move that will lead to the company doing well in the market?
10: Yes,
7: this is a strategic move. Stephen has uh, uh, a lot of experience in- um, uh, in the region already. So we expect to bring more and add more to Fellow Matters World's uh, impact in, in MTN. Uh, we know fellow Champions are 2025, mm. which is yet to even fully take uh, effect, but um, this, we expect them to add more to it and also uh, lead MTN in terms of the price. Uh, so we expect more from him and the market will be
6: West African Regional Director for Cuts International is advocating for the use of mobile money statements in place of bank statements for legal transactions. The latest payment system and oversight reports by the Bank of Ghana revealed that the mobile money market reached 1 trillion CDs last year. According to Apia Kusi Adomako, more transactions are being processed on these platforms, Hence, the need for governments to consider mobile money statements in such formal transactions.
16: We have found the avenue, but I think there is still more that needs to be done. Uh, I think the essence of mobile money uh, is to help people to move money fast, and what we need to see how. I mean, the more the money stays on the network, the more it drives the network. drives Tendencies. Uh, uh, when people keep on also withdrawing their money from the from the uh, the account, yeah, the the platform of the uh, be value. And so we also need to see both the steps and we still have. back of them have also mandated, and then they will also pay interest to continuously leave their money on the network. And uh, and for me. As I said, that mobile money also uh, drives the loop of financial inclusion. And I want to use this opportunity to say that uh, the entities here in Ghana should now start accepting mobile money statements in place of bank statements. Because so now people's mobile money account is more active than their traditional brick and mortar bank account.
6: Away from telecommunications to the energy sector, government has paid a fraction of the $140 million judgment debt owed to commodity trading firm Trafigura. That's according to the former power minister, Dr. Kwabna Dokko. The $20 million payment was made on November 13, 2023. The company earlier this year began the process to seize one of Ghana's commercial properties in London to defray the debt. But, Dr. Donka says, he doesn't think that this will be the last judgment debt in the power sector.
23: Government paid twenty million million two two days ago.
27: And that would stop them? If,
23: well, their- well, at least they are beginning to pay. And that in itself is an indictment. Did we have to incur that debt? Did we have to incur that debt? And I assume without admitting that government decided to terminate were we so inefficient or so much in a rush that we wouldn't even follow the termination clause of the agreement.
7: And you believe that, uh, from what you are hearing,
23: would that stop them from executing the action of trying to sell off an asset? Trafigura has a lot of business in Ghana, and if the government negotiates in good faith, I believe they will hold on as long as the government continues to pay.
6: The chief executive of Association of Ghana Industries, Seth Chumakwabwa, is calling on government to engage businesses and industry players before it rolls out its intended tax on carbon emissions. According to him, industry players must be informed about the dynamics of the tax before it is fully implemented to ensure adherence and compliance.
14: The report on training and advisory activities on climate protection for chemical industries in Ghana focused on how businesses are managing and mitigating carbon emissions from their operations. According to the report, 78.8% of companies involved in the study indicated that their facilities do not have any system in place to track greenhouse emissions. In an interview, Chief Executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, Seth Chum-Akwabwa, called on government to engage players in the sector before it rolls out its intended carbon emissions tax.
30: When government comes out with a measure, it's an intention, but the intention has to be implemented before it takes effect. The implementation has its own dynamics, and for industry, uh, industry players, we need to know what the dynamics are. There are so many things I have to put in place. You need to be able to even measure the strength of a mission. If you're going to tax somebody on something, it should be based on some facts and some basis. And if you don't have the system that measures it, how are you going to do it? So it's a lot of work to be done, and we'd like to have further engagement with government. Um, the fact that government has mentioned it does not mean tomorrow it's coming to be. We need to discuss it and see what the dynamics are, and make our proposals as to the best way uh, to go forward, either to implement or shift or whatever. But that has to be discussed better.
14: Chemical engineer and consultant Michael Boating added that industries need to be supported financially to enable them to reduce carbon emissions.
23: The outcome is that we need advocacy, we need policy. The outcome is that the industries need some sort of funds for them to rely on to make changes. And please don't forget this. Any change that you make helps you to save money and also save the Earth at the end of the day. I can say that for industry, I'm always worried when I hear tax. We are competing as a continent, as ECOWAS, as Ghana. We are competing with other parts of the world, Brazil, Thailand, Indonesia, China. We cannot emburden our industries with taxes. But that not that all that said, what could be done is, look, we can say we are going forward to um, put up a tax. But please, if you prepare yourself, this is the fund that you can use to work and reduce emissions so that the tax does not affect you so much so you you are holding a cane and at the same time
14: you are holding a a carrot in front of the rabbit businesses were encouraged to invest into reducing carbon emissions to ensure a sustainable environment
6: players within the construction industry have been urged to fall to forge a collaboration with the public sector to ensure proper risk management. According to Chief Executive Officer for Infinity Build Group, there is the need for professionals to implement various policies within the space to drive growth. He spoke to Joy Business at a nationwide affordable housing in smart, sustainable satellite cities, communities, and villages conference.
20: Construction industry is trying to strategize To look at when we start building what projects ghana should have because by the time we are done um, it's never ending because the population is growing but we want to make sure that whatever projects we decide to do we are looking at ghana's prosperity so for example once we start um, building ghana will need another dam we have a lot of water we can provide energy from another dam the institution of engineers will be looking at that there's been some work already done by the ministry of finance so can we find the money to implement that? Can Ghana export energy to Togo and make some foreign exchange from that? We'll be looking at health. What's Ghana's potential for health care? You know, we, we have a deficit in health as well. Where, When you're sick, you can't even go to Kolibu because we are just too many. How do we address that as built industry professionals? Can, we, can Ghana make money from maybe health tourism? Those are issues we are discussing. Um, can Ghana make money from tourism alone. Kenya did it. South Africa did it. Why not Ghana? We are the visionaries as architects. So it's to make sure that the construction industry comes together and develops Ghana together with government. For so long, we've been sitting back saying government should do this, government should do that. We've been complaining.
18: Wendy's Peppermint Frosty and Frosty Cream Cold Brew make the perfect gift for
19: anyone in your life,
18: especially for you. Yeah, this year you're sitting on your own lap and getting yourself what you want, finally. And now every day this season, unlock 20% off your total when you get any small, medium, or large Frosty in the Wendy's app. So order something from your own wish list
8: this year. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's with app offer and registration applies to menu items only, taxes and fees excluded.
20: But architects have a skill for settlements planning where we use Ghana's housing population census data to design um, settlements. Now we want that to happen, so that uh, people's issues with houses without toilets, houses without water, houses without electricity, it all brings a lot of suffering, and it even makes them poorer. You know? So we are thinking about the ordinary Ghanaian who cannot afford a house, your safety, your security, your access to health. All these have an impact on government as well. Government pays the money when we are creating slums all over the place because people build the way they can, no toilets no water we are we are, we are making ourselves sick the united
6: nations economic commission for africa says it is optimistic that 2023 united nations climate change conference cop 28 underway in dubai will fully operationalize the much anticipated loss and damage fund the fund has been a long-standing demand of developing nations on the front lines of climate change, coping with the cost of the devastation caused by ever-increasing extreme weather events such as drought, floods, and rising seas. Here Clavet Klavert-Kantiti, Executive Secretary of the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa.
26: Last year, actually beginning of this year, there was a study that was uh, initiated by the G20, and they were looking at the resources that would finance the SDGs but also the climate, and they estimated that 3 trillion would be needed up to 2030 that would finance the entire climate, and out of that, sorry, that would finance uh, the climate and SDGs, but out of that we needed 1.8 trillion. Now, this money is divided into so many different areas. It's an adaptation, mitigation, resilient, but now loss and damage, uh, which is most critical. In as much as we mitigate, but there are already the damage that is happening right now. And that's why we needed this fund. And here we are very, very happy that at least last year in the COP 27, they established the fund, the Loss and Damage Fund, which concluded really the entire discussion that is close to almost three decades. The COP 28 has started positively with the adoption of the recommendation of the Transitional Committee on Loss and Damage. The fund, with now funding pledges, amounting to 656... uh, Million as of yesterday is really very encouraging. It marks the beginning of a very important era on our efforts to address climate change and its impacts. We are aware that there is so much work to be done to make the fund operational, but we are optimistic that before the end of this COP, uh, COP COP28, we'll have an agreed upon, uh, we'll have agreed upon the necessary arrangements. Over
6: 125 green, micro, small and medium enterprises in Ashanti and western regions have received an enterprise development training to grow and contribute to Ghana's green and climate resilient economy. Country director of SNV Ghana, Barbara White, in Kuala, says investing in green startups will help drive sustainable development. There's more in the following report.
18: The Green Incubation Program affords beneficiaries access to markets, networks, and expert mentorship by experienced entrepreneurs and experts. The support comes to mitigate complexities and possibilities of collapse that scare many youth and women business startups of 125 green businesses in Ashanti and Western regions have completed the fourth session of the four-year project. Country Director of SNV Anna Barbara White in Kuala said startups in the green space need support and investment to navigate through the
14: entrepreneurial world.
2: Businesses need ongoing support. Running a business is a very complex uh, undertaking and women who are so brave to go out and start a business but from the inputs to the marketing so there's a lot of challenges that they have to overcome and there's also the investments that are needed uh, to, to get the power, to do the marketing and all of these other aspects.
18: The closeout and award ceremony officially brings an end to the green incubation program by recognizing the work of all implementing partners as well as the innovative green entrepreneurs. Barbara White explained the project has achieved the target of tailoring assistance systems to the critical needs of green entrepreneurs.
2: What has been great about this is how we've worked with the hubs to tailor the program according to uh, the most practical uses for the businesses, tailoring it so it's accessible for women that's suitable to their busy schedules. We've also tailored it to provide different supports uh, for businesses. Through exhibits, uh, greening their operations, and uh, linking to uh, export markets where possible.
18: Project Manager of the Green Project at SNV Ghana, Lawali Sada, is certain beneficiaries are viable to succeed in the market.
30: One of the key things we give attention to is to... Deliver so that after the project, sure that at the end there are some organisations, they help the have for SMEs that can continue this work and expand the businesses for
18: the SMEs. Some beneficiaries shared their experience of implementing green recommended measures to expand their businesses.
16: But after we came out of the SME program, we were able to use the learnings that we achieved through the program to really work on our businesses. And now I can boldly say that all these businesses that I I know who participated in the SME program currently have been able to successfully build their businesses. Through
17: their training, I realize that I can't do everything alone. So I have to bring more hands. I have to now... more of I have to do more of advertisement and then let people know more about my business so that if I get more customers, I can also employ more. So that is what we did.
18: Awards were presented to some SMEs under the categories of the most promising SME, innovative green business, best female-led business, most transformed business, rising star and overall best SME. Reporting for joining is Clinton, yeah
6: The Ghana Consulting Engineers Association is calling for a paradigm shift in investment for infrastructure in the country. The association says there is the need for a move from traditional infrastructure development to one that is deeply embedded in sustainability principles. President for the association, Magnus Kwashi, spoke to Joy Business at the 2023 Ghana Consulting Engineers Association Sustainability Conference.
22: The conference was to highlight the urgent need to invest in infrastructure in a sustainable way. At the national level, engineer Magnus Kwashi was heavy on reassessing the state of the country's infrastructures. So in
25: 1987, the Broadland Commission was set up by the UN and uh, this commission defined what we call the sustainable development. So sustainable development is actually looking at development today that does not compromise the future. And uh, over the last 30 years, uh, we have been having meetings, discussions, climate actions, and so on. But we do not really see the issues of sustainability mainstreamed in the things we undertake. Now, generally, uh, today we are talking about uh, triple bottom line when we talk about sustainability. So we are looking at the issues of planet. We are looking at people and profits. Traditionally, we have done business in such a way that Profit was the ulterior motive, but uh, under sustainability, we are gradually asking for a shift, you know, from profit orientation to taking care of the people. So sometimes you go to a community, there are people there, we tend to want to move people to do developments and so on and so forth, or if I should say, we need, people need infrastructure. These are basic systems uh, for every community to improve their quality of life.
22: President of the Ghana Institution of Engineering, engineer Corbina Bempong called for a collaboration between the
28: public and the private sector. The very definition of sustainability is meeting the present generation's aspirations without harming that of the future generations. And as you have uh, rightly said, Uh, we are all looking for development but development that does not think about the future is no development because at the end of the day all we are doing is digging a hole to bury ourselves and I give specific examples now in Accra to find sand to build it is almost depleted now what a lot of Developers are doing, and especially those taper truck drivers, they are going into the surrounding areas of Accra, in Sohum, in Sawam, and all those places. And they are digging up people's farms. The conference was under the theme
22: Sustainable Infrastructure. Can we do better?
6: That's all for Prime Business tonight. My name is Emma Davis. For more business news, zulu log on to myjoyonline.com. Have a good evening.
0: The business segment was brought
2: to you by
12: Ecobank, the Pan-African bank.
0: for QR
2: It's time you switch to Bellpass today.
24: No more corset, I need I see you guys enjoying life now.
11: Right now, we'll be home. My people won't make me lose. It. If they score are slow. Go TV Super superplasm. We
3: we'll go watch all the Premier League matches.
12: Come on, they finish.
14: Official <laughs> <laughs> power.
6: Tu n'as pas Si tu n'as pas besoin de toi. pas besoin Tu n'as pas Yes, yes, yeah,
24: yes, drama yes,
4: yes, 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 yes,
5: yes,
4: yes, yes,
24: yes, 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 yes,
3: yes, yes, yes,
2: to Ghana, which is selling the longest dated Eurobond ever issued by sub-Saharan African government.
13: Finance Minister Ken Ophoriata is challenging global investors to put their money behind Ghana's growing economy.
6: Ghana has added 10.7 billion Ghana cities to its public debt stock
2: in just four months.
1: If you go to the market today, you will not get anybody to lend to you below 9.5%. You can't be in the capital markets if
11: you don't have a mechanism for repayment.
23: One basic understanding of the market is that when you come onto the market unattractive, you'll be punished.
11: There will be
15: no haircuts. There will be no haircuts. Instantly, the market knew the president wasn't speaking the truth. God.
2: Ghana has been in the spotlight after announcing it will default on most of its external debt.
13: Finance Minister Ken Ofoyata indicates that Eurobond holders may face a nominal haircut of between 30 and 40% as part of the restructuring of external debt. Discussions
22: with Eurobond investors are continuing. We have given a broad outline of 20 to 40% haircut under 20 years an interest rates of less than
10: 5%. Sports segment
4: is brought to you by Commended DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.
8: Hello, welcome to Prime Sports tonight. We're married to Zatmos about. Now, tonight, 12 teams have secured their slot in next year's Women's African Cup of Nations tournament. And it's South Africa who are uh, looking to defend their title, which they won in 2022. And after seeking to uh, emulate the successful title defense in 2022, we showcase improving Pan-African depth. Now, uh, Bayana Bayana, as they're popularly called, displayed a resilience as Linda Mothalo and Nicole Michelle secured a 2-0 victory over Burkina Faso in gripping return leg at Pretoria Lucas Moroka Stadium on Monday. So, uh, you're just going to see the teams that have qualified on your screen. So yeah, South Africa, you know, qualifying there after that good win in their qualifiers. Then Algeria also secured a win over Burundi and it saw them qualify. Then DR Congo, another team that was able to Uh, you know, uh, secure that win. The Botswana have also secured their tickets uh, in the tournament. And Nigeria, also, they've won the tournament nine times and they've been able to clinch another qualifications uh, to the tournament with some very, very high scoring. Big aggregate, they ended up winning that Uh, qualifying round by seven goals to two on aggregate there. And Zambia, they are also some big winners. Uh, They managed to clinch another very big win. 12 goals they scored in their final round of qualifiers uh, over there. uh, Zambia uh, securing their slots also there. Tunisia uh, also returning to the tournament after missing out. And after a while, Tanzania also uh, have been able to secure their qualification to the tournament and uh, we'll be looking to impress when the tournament finally comes off in Morocco next year, somewhere in July. Of course, Ghana, the midst out in previous editions. Uh, last time they went the tournament was in 2018 when w- the country hosted it. Nora Haptel, uh, leading the charge, was able to ensure that the team qualified. Mali also secured qualification and uh, we'll be looking to impress at the tournament in Morocco, of course. So that's the, 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 the 11 countries you saw on your screen. But Morocco, who are the host nation, have also, uh, will also be participating And They hosted it last year and they're hosting it again. And last year, they went all the way to the finals and uh, will be hoping to, uh, you know, clinch their first ever Wafcon title. Well, quite exciting football to look forward to in July of 2024. But, well, let's listen to head coach of the Black Queens, uh, who says she is positive and optimistic about the chances of the team in the tournament come next year.
2: The, um, the performance uh, today is closed because we qualified. Kind of can expect um, on the Wafcon and uh, we are hungry and willing um, to play there. And I think a lot of players deserve it. Uh, they play some very long time for the Queens, some maybe for some it's the last Wafcon. We have some young players, for it's the first time, so in general we have a very young squad um, need to develop and work and continue. Um, our mission Volta, um, I'm proud of this year, we won out of 11, ten games and um, I think we can have a nice Christmas. it means
10: everything to us because we've been away for uh, for for almost five years now, so it's, it's a great achievement, it's good. As uh, she, uh,
8: she said, we are a young team, we are, they are a panic, so we're going to improve on every aspect of the game. Well, we're going to be speaking to uh, Sports Journalist Abigail Senasa to just take a closer look at those teams that have qualified for the tournament in Morocco come next year. She'll join us pretty shortly, Vazu But let's get to a crowd of folk now where their board member, Vincent Soa Odote, has rejected claims of poor player welfare at the club insisting that their players are now driving cars and building houses because they are paying them well. Now, multiple reports have bemoaned the lack of proper player welfare at the club, culminating in their recent, uh, recent poor performances in the Ghana Premier League. However, board member Vincent Sodate has rebuffed the claims and insisted that the players are well paid and the club, in fact, is on course to achieve great success this season and beyond.
9: Houseful. Now, everything is in place for the club to be successful. Everything is in place for the club to be successful. Houseful players who have not travelled abroad before. Are building houses. Are building houses. They are buying cars. The players are well paid. We look at their welfare. I mean, I recall a video which was circulated just before the, the season has of our players arriving at their hostel where they were driving cars and are, we 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 think that we have everything in place uh which is necessary in any in in any uh any endeavor so we thought that the softer issues which were missing, Kupman will come. So definitely, that's why we spent three years with him. We intended to really go along the long haul with him. But it's unfortunate, the live distance happened. So, uh, we, well, yeah, we, we are disappointed, but we have to move on. We have to, uh, continue to, uh, w- to learn from it and to make sure that we, we, uh, we, 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 steer the club, uh, to the expectations that people, uh, that, that other people have.
8: Now, Slovakia side, Zelina have expressed interest in six Guinean players during the scouting tournament organized by Panjel's consult. They will monitor the growth of the players for a possible move to Europe. And my colleague Arun Mubarak was at the event, and he came to this report.
4: There was a penalty from the number four jersey.
31: Five teams, namely Africa Youth, Santa All Stars, Changing Lives, Action V, and Ken Gid were invited to participate in a scouting tournament held at the Tuba Astrotev in Kaswa. Four matches played, including the final, which was mainly a selected side from the participating clubs. Zelina, a prominent top-tier team in Slovakia, had their scouts in attendance throughout the five-hour tournament and were impressed with the level of skill displayed.
15: What can we do? What can we do?
32: I have to say that uh, I saw very interesting players. Some of them are, are old uh, for us, but uh, they have future maybe in Ghana. And uh, of course we picked some players that we will follow in future. And maybe we will take, we will take them to the Slovakia for a trial and they can uh, achieve uh, something in Europe.
31: You spoke about being impressed with some of the players. What was your criteria? in uh, scouting these players?
32: Uh, criteria is uh, is simple. The, the first uh, criteria is uh, movement abilities of the players and, of course, uh, the individuality of the players that uh, is interesting for us. And uh, and some, uh, I would say, we, we say the weapon of the, is a special parameter that player can uh, interest uh, some people or some coaches and, of course, another scout in Europe.
31: How many have you gotten? How and many players? Yes. Uh, How many have impressed you? How many? The number. Today. Yes, today. Oh, uh,
32: I would say uh, four, five, six, six players are really interesting, interesting, interesting for us. Uh, Pamela Ansan Asamoa,
31: responsible for assembling the clubs and organizing the tournament, shared her motivation behind the initiative.
11: So after I thought that when I travel outside, I see a lot of talent, but they don't have the exposure. And those in Accra, a lot of the time, because of the uh, city life so you realize our national teams are just going down by performance so i thought to maybe put something together and bring so you realized i brought some people from Koforidua and then some people from ba it's just the beginning so we're looking at when we get bigger to bring people from all over maybe from the north so that those out there will also get this opportunity and be exposed and then at least they'll be identified and moving forward we we'll see them in the future for our national teams and in the foreign teams as well
28: beautiful play and these are things that we're looking for in Ghana football, you get it, these are what we're looking for because with this we can go far because if it's a uh, a, a day game and look at those three teams that they have played the standard was very very great very very good standard and this is what we're looking for for Mother Ghana and I know we'll go far so which means the 2023-2024 league coming to be very tough because we're having the teams from Brungahafo and Eastern Region playing two teams from Accra, Accra West, and that is very great.
31: The scouting tournament marked the inaugural event organised by Panjol's Consult in collaboration with Zelina, and young footballers now have a real chance to impress and potentially secure a move to Europe in subsequent tournaments.
8: Well, let's uh, make a quick return to that story on the Women's Africa Cup of Nations Tournament where 12 countries have secured their slot in the tournament slated for next year in Morocco. Abigail Senesosou is a sports journalist who follows the women's game on the continent very closely and she joins me via Zoom for some quick chat on uh, that qualification round that has ended. Abigail, thank you so much for making time with us on Prime Sports tonight. Um, Just on top of your Head. I mean, sure. So you've seen all the countries that have gained qualification. Any surprises in there for you?
10: Um, As well, good evening once again. But for me, um, I look at the 12 nations that have been able to qualify for the tournament next year, and I see no amount of surprise because gradually Everybody is learning to play the game because the game is one important thing on the continent, and we know what it brings. Then now, that most especially, it is bringing in a lot of income. Who wouldn't want to be a part of something great? I mean, you have fun, you exhibit your talent, and then you are getting something substantial out of it. So for me, I am not too surprised, but uh, maybe the. That the issue of maybe that little tickle will be the four time finalists who were able to make the cut. I'm talking about Cameroon, who were booted out by Tanzania, in the, by Kenya in the first round, and also Ivory Coast, who were also booted out by um, Tanzania in the first round as well. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the West African region, we are big on uh, women's games. And so uh, that will be the little problem for me, but it was not too much of a surprise, because look at how the Kenyans and Tanzanians began. Um, this qualifier shows you that everybody wants to make a name for themselves on the continent. Who knew much about Zambia, but they shot into landline length and now uh, even able to go for a World Cup uh, tournament and all of that. So I think it was a good fight by all of the countries on the continent to see that we have four representatives from West Africa, three from North Africa, three from South Africa, each from Central Africa and Eastern Africa tells you that West, West Africa still dominates, the talents are bound, and mm. we do really love the game. And moving forward, just maybe the other um, countries on the continent will just catch up. So, um, personally, I'm not too surprised. That I know that all of these countries want to show something and um, come June in Morocco.
8: Well, interesting there. Well, of course, um, of more interest for us, uh, the Black Queens, who... Finally, have been able to return to the tournament since playing in 2018 when we hosted it in the country. Um, Some say that in Namibia, away from home, they had a good test. There are those who are still of the view that the team has not been properly tested, and they say that the tournament will be a fine opportunity to test the mettle of the team. The likes of Zambia, Cameroon, uh, Cameroon of course not playing. The likes of Zambia, Nigeria, Tunisia. Algeria, Morocco, these are teams that people are hoping that the Black Queens will get to face at least before the tournament do kick off so they could be tested properly ahead of the tournament. Is this a view you share? And based on the performance of the girls against Namibia and that second leg, do you think we saw a good test of the Black Queens?
10: Well, um, since Nara took up the job in February, and there's one thing she's maintained at least when you listen to her presses and interviews, she's granted she accepts that is a mission to rebuild um, a, a national team. And so, they dubbed the whole process a uh, mission have to make sure the Black Queens or our senior men national team gets back on her feet to be able to compete at that level. And she has said that. It is just by dint of determination, focus, and not um, looking down on each other or being complacent that has brought them thus far. So they know that we are not up there like we used to be when we we're commanding the numbers, commanding um, places on the continent. Yes, we had our very low moments and we are picking ourselves back up. I feel that we do not need to rush playing some of these big guns. Accepted, South Africa. Um, have gone miles ahead of us. Nigeria has gone miles ahead of us. I dare even say Zambia because, come on, the last walk-up they were there. So when it comes to that level of exposure, in recent times, just maybe they have it a little more than us. But what we, are, what I have also noticed with this team is that um, in time past, in the last four or five years, we've seen a lot of... Uh, Players leave the shelves of the country and when you look at their play in recent times, that exposure has really brought us the best in them. I can give you two vivid examples in Grace Asantoa in midfield and the Doris Bedouin upfront I tell you, two, three seasons ago, you can get games that Doris has played for as I then ladies watch that game. She really came out of her shelves to play in the first leg here in Accra and you will attest the fact that her ability to finish has really improved her stamina, her will to go on um, against any other opponent, no matter who is coming after her, has really changed. Now, Visa Satwa is the most comfortable in any mature that you, you let her play. So, I think that gradually that exposure is giving us some good results. And so, and with time, I'm sure if we are able to keep the core of this team or Most of them continue to enjoy that playing time they have away from home. And even at home, look at Stella Nyamiche. I feel that she's given a good testament for all of our local players. Unfortunately, Comforte, didn't get to play a part of this game, even though she had that color. But away in our is with that Dakwa, against the likes of class from uh, Mo- the same Morocco as far remember these are they are the core of the Acting National team. So we all know what they also are made up of. So it's a good blend of our local players and the foreign players who also mm. get it from that. Effect.
17: Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start
10: growing your savings with us.
33: Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC.
10: Out there, I believe that with time mm-hmm. we'll get up there and when we play with the South Africans, with the Nigerians, people will get to appreciate that. I understand it's been a long time they've seen the black queen in that shape, and so yep. people will say that they want to see that just to be able to judge the thing. But let's not do that prematurely mm-hmm. and allow Nora to work on the team and develop better, develop them as much as she's doing. Accepted, we need her to lose along the line to at least know that. And we yeah. need to tell ourselves that we are also beatable, yeah. so we need to also do some things right um, and, when we, we play. Yeah. And I think that at the time we lost, it shouldn't really be a problem. We had already done the need for, but that mm. has also overlooked the fact that this team has loopholes that Nara no also have to really work on.
8: Abigail, we appreciate your time, and of course, we'll do more of the analysis of the Black Queens ahead of that tournament next year in June. That's uh, Abigail uh, you know, sports journalist and uh, strong enthusiast of women's football in ghana and on the continent let's do some tennis now where the ace tennis academy and the air force officers Mess sports complex came together to organize the love ball tennis tour in accra earlier on saturday uh, there is more in the following report by my colleague kwame banaya who was there the maiden edition of the love ball tennis tour saw talented kids present
0: at the air force officers mess tennis courts to showcase their talents. Kids with outstanding performances were awarded for their efforts with medals and certificates. According to founder and CEO of Ace Tennis Academy, Nashika, the event was organized to give kids the chance to participate in bigger tournaments.
29: The whole idea of putting together the Love Ball project is to or the Love Ball tournament is to focus on the thousands of kids who love tennis, play tennis with their parents or at homes or in academies like mine or with coaches on different tennis courts but usually they wouldn't engage in national tournaments because they feel like oh their level is higher than them or they get intimidated or they're shy or nervous so we're here today to organize an events like this that way we give them the space and the freedom to express themselves with the same skill level that way they can try to triumph during these events and then eventually we may be able to get them to participate in bigger tournaments
0: after a successful event, Nashika is already looking forward to another edition of the Love Ball Tennis Tour.
29: Moving forward, um, we are going to be organizing more of these tournaments and also having the Air Force of Ces Mes partner with us to even start a ten- like uh, run our tennis academy here at the Air Force of Ses it's given us the opportunity to utilize facilities like this and grow the sports more so definitely we're going to be doing more of this we may be doing a little bit more in accra and then eventually move to other regions in the country including tamale so next year we want to do more of these tournaments get these kids together get them to socialize and get them to compete against each other
7: eni medwasari
0: who is a parent was happy with what he witnessed at the event
23: i think
26: it's a good 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 drive for us to nurture some of the young ones the talents around to play tennis as well so that we can concentrate on other sports as well apart from soccer and i'm happy with the tournament generally healthy minds healthy body along those lines
2: that's
8: to germany now for some laters in germany's domestic football league uh, the bundesliga and more and for that we are joined by chris harrington All the way from Berlin, Germany. Chris, good to have you again, but let's start with the international pitch. And, of course, Germany, their under-17 squad managed to clinch the world championship. And, of course, there was also the Euro 2024 draw that did take place, of course. That tournament is coming off in Germany. Uh, Quick thoughts on that. Good success for the under-17, wasn't it?
33: Yeah, it's been good news for the under-17 squad in Indonesia. The Germany team defeated France. They were down 10 men. And it's remarkable. I mentioned earlier in the week, last week, some of the social uh, media attacks the team received, the racial abuse they received. Well, clearly it did not deter the squad at all. And with 10 men down, they showed their resilience. The hero of the day was their goalkeeper. Constantine Haida, a real young man. He was uncertain if he'd even check in the entire tournament. He came in in the semifinals, and he was there in the penalty shootout, and that's why they won. You know, uh, Haida, after winning, said basically it comes down to a lot of luck, and uh, clearly luck was on Germany's side, and they were victorious, and they doubled up. Not only is the under 17, team European champions, but also world champions. So the future looks really bright for the Germany squad in years to come as far as the European Championship 2024 draw. A big deal because Germany, we are hosting that tournament uh, right here. You know, uh, But the coach, Julian Nagelsmann, who is really a Band-Aid, he's not going to be on there for a long time. He, you know, he, He's going to assumably get a club job following the tournament. He called their group not a group of death, but a very good one. Germany was in a group with Switzerland, Scotland, and Hungary. The Germans will open up against Scotland in Munich on June 14th before facing uh, Hungary and Stuttgart in their following match. You know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. They're clearly not the favorites, the German side are not, despite being hosts. You know, I think it'll be a very dicey tournament. Uh, hopefully, uh, Germany will represent themselves properly considering their their two previous major tournaments and their lackluster performances. But all in all, I think uh, the under-17 team definitely de- deserves to be applauded for what they've accomplished in Indonesia when winning the World Cup. And uh, the German big boys in the European Championship this summer will have to wait and see what they bring to the pitch. Uh,
8: Chris, let's stay on that you know, European Championship next year in Germany. The opening game is against Scotland. Is one that, of course, Julian Nigelsman got his eyes on and looking forward to improving the team uh, to be ready for that opening game. They've had pretty rough you know, friendlies as far as you know, the run to that tournament is concerned. What, what's, what's your estimation of the team as far as their performance at the tournament is concerned?
33: Yeah, I talked about the European Championships. The prize money has been announced for this particular tournament. Only 24 million uh, euros. Not, It's not the same as the World Cup, of course. You have more teams competing in the World Cup. And it's very interesting uh, to see that the money has not increased at all since the previous European Championship. I find it to be quite interesting. And uh, in terms of Germany's chances of winning, a team has to win every match. Uh, and they will you know, uh, win uh, that lump sum of money. I, I don't know, uh, you know. I think the favorites of that tournament, you'll have to look at England and, of course, France in terms of any teams that could e- easily be classified as a favorite and have money be put behind them. Germany, I think, is a long shot, as I've been talking about. But I'll be here to bring you all the updates as we get more information about the German national team prior to the tournament kicking off this summer.
8: Well, Chris Arrington, thank you very much. That's Chris Arrington with our partner, Station DWTV, joining us all the way from Berlin, Germany. And that's all we have for you on Prime Sports tonight with me, Rosak About Chelsea's losing to Manchester United, and hopefully tomorrow we'll talk more about it. Have a lovely evening.
0: Sports segments was brought to you by... Mental DBS Industries to youth.
4: Let's go to DBS Industries.